but so often we date for results, right? Because we're like, I want the person. Is this part? It's like, whoa, that's such a tremendous pressure to put on yourself and the other person. But it's like, what is it like to date for results? Like, what is it like to like be in a room with someone and meet them and learn about yourself? Like, that is such for me a a more peaceful, fun way to date versus dating for a result because that feels like, whoo, you know, like that feels very charged. So do you ever envy those so-called hashtag couples goals? Well, you know, when you first fall in love with someone, you get butterflies every time you see them. You lust them. You're infatuated with them. You want to be with them all the time, like best friends. Do you want that to last forever? Together, let's discover what it takes to say a massive yes to all the above. Through our topical discussions, our world-renowned guests that will help guide the way to a happier, sexier, and fun-loving relationship. We're not doctors or therapists. We are just two normal individuals who have had many ups and downs in our 23-year relationship. And counting. We've amassed our own wisdom over the years, but we're still learning, just like you. Nina and I believe you can have it all and still live your best lives, as long as you're willingly and consistently discover each other in new ways. And that right there is what the show is all about. We're Nina. And Roger. And this this is The The Animal Animal Show. Show. Yeah, baby. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode. I am here with my beautiful wife, Nina. Yeah, baby. We are The Head Over Heels Show. We are, we are. We just finished a, uh, here in Canada, we have a, a long weekend this weekend. It was called Family Day, and we had a spectacular time. We it was so to, good. Went up north, hung out at a cottage, did some snowmobiling, all that stuff. Uh, ended up in a ditch with our car because of the weather. The weather was so bad. I was going to say, I think you should talk about <laughs> the ditch. I learned a lot about my car, actually. I didn't know that there was little holes in the bumper so you can put this massive bolt thing in there so that... I wonder. I always wondered what that was in the back of the car. That's what it's for. Doors to access these little things that you had no idea. So anyways, we got pulled out. And then we enjoyed the rest of the weekend in the crazy snow. Which normally, we're not, we're not snow people. We don't like... No, we don't like anything cold. to do with the cold. With the jackets. With the friggin' snow suits. I mean, I'd snow rather, boots. much <laughs> rather be in a, you know, play in a white sandy... Beaches. Beaches instead of snow, white, snowy. Yellow and white snow. <laughs> but, you know, let me tell you, that ditch was not small. It was a pretty big ditch that we've got in there. And, you know, you got us out good. Yeah. But the funny part was we were almost there. We were just about to pull into our friend's um, <clears throat> cottage. My daughter was like, oh, thank you, Daddy, for getting us here so safe. Because it was such a bad weather. And we didn't realize it again. We plan these trips without looking at the weather, thinking it's going to be okay. We're only a couple hours away. It took us like three, four hours to get there because of the damn weather, the snow. And it was blowing snow. There was like blizzards. It was like, what the hell? It was at one point we had to get off the highway because I guess they shut down the highway because of the blowing snow. Or an accident. I'm not sure what it was because it was only one stop, which was weird. So it was probably an accident of some sort. But yeah, so knowing us that we don't like anything to do with the cold, we sort of always get stuck in these kind of situations that we can't get out of. <laughs> but we love it. We go down there almost every family day with it. long weekend. It's a good friend of ours. And he's got all the toys, all the winter toys. And I'll, I'll be honest, I went on a snowmobile today 
And I had to change my clothes underneath because I was sweating. You were sweating. It was a gorgeous weekend, not going to lie. It was gorgeous. We had lots of fun. A lot of ditches to get stuck in. <laughs> I mean, now you got stuck again with the... Uh, Snowmobile? No, I didn't. Snowmobile. I went into the ditch, but I was able to get myself. There you go. No problem. There you go. It was just a, a full of adventure mm -hmm. weekend, for sure. And super high snow. Like, you step, you step off the path onto the lake, the frozen lake, and you're up to your crotch in snow. Really? It is deep. Wow. Yeah. Crazy. My well, dog my dog was covered in little snowballs from, like, pretty much funny. up to his chest. <laughs> little snowballs all over his fur. At one point, he was sitting around by the fire. He's looking at us. He's like, he has no idea what to do with himself. He is so heavy. His the ice balls or ice icicles that are you know hanging down his fur are extremely heavy and uncomfortable. And poor guy, he's just looking at Raj and I. He's like, Mom, Dad, you're not going to help me? <laughs> you wouldn't lay down at one point because it was hurting him, I guess. Yes. So we had to bring him inside so he can defrost. And there was a massive puddle around him. It was yeah. crazy. So it's safe to say that I cleaned up a lot this whole weekend. I was cleaning the cottage the whole time because of, you know, my doggy being so hairy and so wet. Um, someone had to do it. But there, so. there was, there was in the house, there was two dogs and a rabbit. And the rabbit pretty much controlled the house. She the fucking dogs did. <laughs> could not go anywhere close to it. If it did, it would actually, I never seen a rabbit snap. She was attacking the yeah. dogs. She was giving off like a, as if like she was going to bite them. She, and the dogs she, were like, and she what did. She actually did bite one of the dogs. Bar's do dog before, but it's crazy. Yeah, yeah so that's... Um, Vicious rabbit. That's what happened. What did we do? We had a great sexless weekend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Nina was broken and we had company, so... Yeah. <laughs> well, we were in someone else's company, so that yeah. was... That never stopped us, by the way. No. But no, I however, I was broken, so... Yeah. I'm all good now. I'm all fixed. All right. So we're going to end this uh, show right now. Have you wait? <laughs> <laughs> no. no um, before we, got we do that. an amazing guest this, this week. Um, you know, she was fun to talk to. Absolutely. We had uh, good conversations about, you know, uh, lots of stuff like conflict resolution and what to do. Well, let's uh, start with her name. Her right, name's Erica Weeder. Weeder Light. Lights? Weeder Light, which... She says means we are the light. That's right. And I think it's pretty cool yeah. how she says it. She is a sexual empowerment and dating coach, speaker, and expert. She helps individuals who have been broken, inadequate, and shamed around their sexuality to reclaim their aliveness. She's here today to talk to us about all kinds of fun stuff, mm -hmm. you know? Um, how to not be broken anymore. Not say, yes. Not <laughs> Not to be broken, how to take your sexual power back, how to not be ashamed of who you are and what you, you know, what your sexuality is, um, how to date, how to know how to date, uh, what size to go on. I mean, she talked about a lot of things, a lot of things we didn't know about because we haven't been in the dating world for so long. But if you are, you should listen to this episode. Yes. I hope you have fun and enjoy Erica Wiederlight. We're so excited to have you here. It's uh, we've we've had an incredible year with with the show, and we just can't wait to have your insightful and your knowledge for our audience. So, why don't you start by telling everybody what you do? 
Yeah. Thank you both for having me on. I'm super psyched. Uh, I was like, I can't wait to be with them. (laughs) Um, So I am the owner and the founder of We The Light. And We The Light is a company, you know, for all individuals to help them feel alive and to reclaim their confidence and to have awesome relationships. And I do that in an assortment of ways. Um, I have a podcast. I'm a public speaker. I'm an expert. You know, I do different things and conversations like on Cosmopolitan and, you know, all these places. And then above all, I'm a coach. Um, So my mission is to make people feel empowered, have a relationship to their sexuality, their sensuality, and to have amazing partnerships because you you guys know that's, that's worth fighting for. (laughs) Absolutely. And what's your podcast called? I know you said you have a podcast. Yeah. My podcast is called Welcome to the Weeder Life. I love to play my, you know, play on my name. Weeder Light, Weeder Light, Weeder Light. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. It's a beautiful last name, to be honest. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Apparently it means like something to the effect of like, we the light, like we are the light, which I was like, cool. Like I got to play on this. Well, it matches your personality perfectly. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Thank you. I love it. As a coach, how do you help couples or, or singles in that, in that aspect? Yeah, I so, you know, even when I do work with couples or individuals, like it always, you guys know the deal, it always starts with the individual person. So I want to make sure that they have tools, they have like real confidence, they have good languaging and communication so that they can know their needs and then speak that to their partner. Because we know so many fights and arguments over like a lack of conversation or a lack of communication. And so I, yeah, yeah, you know the deal. So I want them to feel empowered of like, oh, this is my need or this bothers me. And instead of vomiting that out or regurgitating that onto a partner, I give them tools to process that anger, frustration, all that stuff on their own. And if it is something still that needs to be held by the partner, then I give the tools and empower them to like, hey, how can we bring this into a space that's not hostile, um, but that we can work on this together? It's it's beautiful that you mentioned that because we have a a huge TikTok community, almost 100,000 on there. And we get these lives every day. And they're constantly asking us questions because we're, we do the show. And one of the questions actually last night was on a lot of people were asking about these questions. What do you do when you both are head, hard-headed and you fight really hard? How do you alleviate that or, or eliminate those fights or make it less painful? Yeah, it's so, it, this is like the most frustrating piece of advice, but I think there's different routes you can go. But I think sometimes you need to like walk away and be like, let's walk, let's come back when we process our anger, you know, like, let's, you go to that room, you go to this room. Like I need to like get out my frustration and my rage, my anger. And then like, I can talk to you about the subject, but so often it's like, especially people that are anxiously attached. I know I can speak for myself. I know in the moment I'm like, like, I want to fix this. I want to fix this. So let's do this now. And it's like, oh my gosh, there's so much charge and resentment on it that sometimes we need to walk away, even though it feels painful and be like, I love you. You're annoying the shit out of me right now. But we'll come back to like meet at the middle. But when you're so charged up, it's sometimes hard to see each other. You know, it's hard to it's hard to speak your needs and then also hold space for people. So we need to have to feel secure enough in ourselves and in the partnership to be like, I love you. I'll be right back. I have to process the emotional piece that's coming up. Yeah. Well, that's that's the thing. We when we even when we argue ourselves, you want to prove your point by arguing. You want to prove, you want to make sure that they understand why you're mad. She, she wants to do the same thing, but there's no resolution if you're sitting there fighting because you're going to think she, you're right. She's going to think she's right. Yep. When you do that little walk away kind of thing, like you said, then you then you look back and like, Ooh, maybe maybe she is a little bit right. Or maybe, maybe I'm overacting or whatever the case may be. 
but you can't do that when you're already heated. So it's true. You got to go walk away, step back, take a breath and then yeah. come and, and, and fix that shit. But I love, true. I love what you said. Sorry to interrupt you, but I love what you no, said. Please. Emotionally attached. That kind of resonated because we are so emotionally attached and, and we don't even know it. We don't even yes. know what we are. And every stage of our relationship, I wish I had someone teach me this in the beginning of our relationship mm. because we've been doing that 25 years. So depending on what stage of life you're in, what stage of your relationship you're at, sometimes that heated fight, it goes on a long time and you can't bring yourself up to that moment to say, I'm going to walk away. You just have to, you know, go head on into the fight. How do you change that perspective when you're in your 20s and your 30s and your 40s? Because like I said, in the beginning of our relationship, it was really hard for us to walk away. We would fight hard. Now that emotionally a little more intelligent, we can um, avoid those big fights and we'll walk away. Him and I will come back to it later on. But for someone that is new in a relationship where they're, you know, halfway through the relationship, what do you say is the best way to do? I know the walk-in is easy for us to say because we've been through it, but if they don't, totally. like, they're not there. Yeah. Yeah, no, it makes complete sense. And I think, you know, it's funny, like everyone, there's so many different tools that could be approached, but the first one that's coming to my mind right now is being good at self-soothing and holding yourself yeah, because when you're anxious, again, someone that's anxious, I know I'm like, shit, shit, shit. Like if they don't hear my point now, they're going to walk away forever. You know? So it's like, I'm both pissed. I want to prove a point. I want to be seen. I want to be heard. And then on top of it, there's a layer of fear of like, if I don't explain myself now, it's going to, you know, go to shit essentially. So we have to get good at like holding ourselves and self-soothing ourselves that like, you're going to be okay. I can, you know, we don't want to like gaslight ourselves and, and bypass over like, Hey, I need to be heard on this. But I think there is an element of like holding yourself and like self-soothing, like I'm going to be okay. I can hold myself if we walk away for five minutes. Like that's not the end of the relationship. Cause I think a lot of what precedes the endless fighting is the feet is like this perpetual fear. So I think that is a big element of like self-soothing. I'm going to be okay. Everything's not going to burn down if we walk away for five minutes. You know what I mean? Especially for people that are anxiously attached, that is like a big thing that sparks. When you say holding yourself, what do you mean by that? Because I mean, a guy can listen to this and say self-soothing and holding himself. That means totally different. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. Define holding yourself. <laughs> that's amazing. I love that. That's so funny. Okay, so <laughs> that's hilarious. So holding yourself, like holding, I'll try to make this uh, you know hearable for everyone. <laughs> like holding yourself, like oh, I love it. Um, holding your own, like having confidence that everything isn't going to burn. So meaning instead of like spiraling out, like we talked about, like maybe going into another room and like self-soothing, I'm trying to figure out another, you know, cause I'm using all like fluffy language. So people might be like, what the hell is this girl talking about? Uh, so I, I mean, you know. Just even breathing in and out. I, I find that keeps you a little, it makes you a little calmer. You know, just yes. So you guys are not painting even a better picture. Breathing in and out, holding. Yeah. <laughs> you can tell I talk. My talk to women a lot. If you, I was like, you know, self soothe. You're like, hold on, what the hell are you talking about? Let me get the Johnsons. This <laughs> 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 to show you how men and women think differently. You know, right. it's true. It's so true. That is absolutely hilarious. I'm so glad you're like. I'm sorry. Can you say more about this? <laughs> the three guys listening to this is like, I like this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're like, well, yes. 
<laughs> we want everybody to like these episodes, and that's why we do them. But no, in reality, it's true. Like you're, you're a, your specialty is dating. Yes. You're a dating coach, right? So now we have a scenario. We have a couple that reached out to us recently, and they've been in a relationship for a year and a half. And they really want to you know, spread some light to this. They're in their 20s. They're young. They remind us so much of ourselves when we started dating. They are having a lot of issues right now, which from us looking outside in their relationship – it's not a big deal. It's such yeah. a small thing for us, but to them, it's all ego stuff. That to them, for, right? it's a huge thing. Uh, it's a he, she said kind of thing. But they're both coming in from the same space, from the same. Uh, it's the same reasoning. So, how do you make these two humans understand that they both want the same thing in their relationship, but they're going by a totally different way, and they're like knuckles against knuckles, you know? Yeah. Well, I'm so, I love that you said that because I love, they, I think they're already stepping in the right direction because they're bringing it outside of themselves. Sometimes when you're in it, you're like, this isn't going to work, you know, like this, we're doomed, you know? And so I'm so glad they brought it to your attention. Cause I love that you guys are like, Hey, actually nothing is like very tumultuously wrong. You know, like, I love that you guys are like, no, it's just like you said, like it's an ego thing or you guys are just not speaking the same language right now. So I think that's like, it sounds silly, but I think that's the first step in the healing and feeling like, oh, okay, we're not broken. You know, like when you can give it to friends or, you know, people like you that are killing it or coaches or therapists that they're like, oh, okay, we're just not like speaking the same language right now. Right. And I think that's a big part of that. So the second piece would be then communication, right. um, you know, which, which we know. Um, but I think that's a really important piece to like normalize, like, oh, we're not like headed. Cause I think that's also a fear too. Like mm. we must be, you know, do, I was about to go really bad on the cursing, uh, but we must be doomed. <laughs> we yeah, must be doomed. Well, okay, good. <laughs> I was like, uh, but we must be doomed. So I love that they shared that with people and they're like, no, you're fine. You're just not speaking the same language right now. Right. And that's the ultimate goal is like, speaking you know or hear being able to hear each other but sometimes when we're so triggered we can't hear someone else because we're like "Ah, yeah I need you know the deal it's like and I know I could like I can't hear someone when I'm so triggered because like you're not seeing me you're not hearing me and that's we keep playing that but when we can kind of like lol again soothe the triggers (laughs) we can then uh better off hear someone else because they're probably just not hearing each other they're not they're not and that's why i would ask your advice for that because it's as, as friends we're, we're like like i said we're looking out from the outside and we see that and we're like this too shall pass for them but for them it's like the world's ending you know they're, they're right it's ending and it's not that it's really not that bad so what do you tell them or how do you break it through to them and say you know, your pain, I understand your pain, but this too shall pass. What do they need to do to get to that space so they can finally be able to communicate and understand and hear each other the proper way? Because they're not yeah. each other. Yeah, I think it's, you know, being able to work through their own triggers and maybe they can't do that right now. Maybe that partner can't hold them in that specific trigger. So maybe it's like, okay, I do that with my friend or I process a person with a therapist. Or So what I would suggest is, you know, working through the trigger on your own or working through the trigger with someone that feels safe and then come to meet and, and express, Hey, I want to be seen. I want to be heard. And I also want to see and hear you. And I think we have to kind of go in with like, yes, I want to be seen. Yes. I want to be heard. And I also, even though I'm like pissed right now, I'm willing to hear them. I'm willing to see them. Cause that's usually where the, the barrier is. 
All right, perfect. No, we we um we are trying to help as much as we can with our show, as you know, and and we don't have all the answers, and that's why right. we're here. That's why we bring in all the professionals to. Well, we like to get other opinions. As well. Yeah, you know, and and no, this is one great. Of, one of our biggest goals, why we started this Head Over Heels show, was we noticed that a lot of people that have been together, let's say, three, four, five, six, seven, eight years, kind of thing together, and then they kind of get into this boring state, where go to work come back, do the same thing every single day. And then that's where they kind of drift apart because they're kind of looking for excitement, but they're not getting it from each other. So they're going outwards. So do you have any kind of tips for anybody that's been in the relationship for a little longer and is kind of getting into the boring stage? Because that's where we lead to divorce is when you start getting bored with your life and then you start looking for something else. Yes. The first thing is, this is hot on my mind, so I have to recommend this. So I'm like, yes, um, there's, an, a, there's a great book by Esther Perel, and it's called Mating in Captivity. And yes. it's about merging the erotic with, um, with the you know domestic, if you will. And I think that's an important thing. Something that's like been blowing my mind lately is love and the erotic need two different things. And so often we don't approach it that way. You know, like with love, we're like, I want to know, I want to know you so desperately, you know, like I want to be on top of you. You know, it's like, you want to know everything about that person, but with the erotic, the erotic thrives off of mystery and space and like, Ooh, like that type of energy. So we need to honor both of those. Mm -hmm. And I think so often everything is, um, you know, when you are in long-term partnership, it could be enmeshed. You know what I mean? Like things don't aren't fun. Like I got to pick up the kids. I got to do this. And it's like, womp womp and so you start to crave like you still want that excitement and I think we need to recognize that like love and the erotic need two different things so it's how can I be in a loving partnership where we're really there for each other and then also how can I create how can we actively create distance and space and mystery to keep it fun to keep it exciting but it's something we don't talk about the keywords actively Actively, because a lot of times, a lot of, I would say more than none, your relationship does become inactive. Yes. Erotic becomes, all of this becomes, everything else takes takes a space of that. The children, the bills, the, the, the careers. So the that part becomes inactive. So the key word, I, I believe what you, what you mean is to actively enjoy that part of the relationship. Be erotic in those, whatever you do. But Absolutely. It's, and again, it's, we take it for granted. Like we are just, it's so assumed in the society that's like, you have your person and meh, you know, like it becomes very passive and who the hell wants to be in a passive relationship? You know what I mean? Like you don't feel chosen. You don't feel seen. You just feel like, meh, like I'm, I feel like a blob or I feel like meh. So you want to be actively working on this relationship and you want to actively be chosen time and time again. And to chew, you want to feel like you're choosing your partner. Right. Well, for me personally, I grew up as a little girl. I used to dream. I'm, I'm a romantic freak, right? I used to dream of my, you know, my true love that would be in my life and be romantic for the rest of my life forever, you know, happily yeah. ever after. For me, happily ever after, it's the beginning of the relationship all the way to the end becomes like, I want my relationship to be like that from the beginning to the end. I don't want it to change. And a lot of us get into it and we're like, oh, this is not what I expected. This is not what I dreamed of. Where is all of my dreams that I thought it was going to be? So how do I get there? Again, yeah. It's a lot yeah. of, a lot of, you know, yeah. sacrifices. I think mean, I mean just, you know, for, for a lot of these people is it, trying something different, whether it's something uh, 
romantic or exotic or whatever, or just something exciting. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. New hobbies, new whatever, to try and kind of snowball the fun into the relationship and make it last a lot longer. You know what I mean? Exactly. You know, exactly. Like we've, done, we've done that many times. We've, you know, new, new ventures, new everything, just kind of try different things. And let's say every three, four five years kind of thing. Right. Yeah. Like just big things, spark you know? the flame, yeah. you know, yeah. the flame. Every, now, every, every time you feel like the flame is dying down, spark it up, do something that totally different that you've not done before to, to excite you, to ignite, you know, um, now I know you, 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 your specialty is dating. Can you talk to us a little bit about this new world of dating? This new yes. technology. <laughs> it's fascinating. It's fascinating. <laughs> and I think you could, it's so dependent on how you want to use it. You know what I mean? Like I see people that are like, I hate this. And then I see people literally thrive. So it's how you want, like it, if you want to make it work for you, it is possible to work for you. Of course, you know, you have to be, mindful of people, you know, some sketchy people, but there are great people. They're great options. And I think, you know, I, I'm pro online. I'm because I've seen so many good things happen from people, or even if they didn't find their person, they learned a lot and they're like, Ooh, this is interesting. Um, I say this, but I got this from one of my coaches, Nicole Moore. And she says like dating for growth versus dating for results. But so often we date for results, right? Because we're like, I want the person. Is this part? It's like, whoa, that's such a tremendous pressure to put on yourself and the other person. But it's like, what is it like to date for results? Like, what is it like to like be in a room with someone and meet them and learn about yourself? Like that is such for me a a more peaceful, fun way to date versus dating for a result. Because that feels like, whoo, you know, like that feels very charged. And the good thing is you could still have a desire of, I do want to meet this person, but it takes some of the extra stress away. No, I I really love them. Dating for growth instead of results, because we have no idea what the new world is because we've been together for 25 years, but I see so much that there's so many apps, so many ways of, oh, this one's no good. Next, next, next. And there's not enough. um, There's no patience. In people yeah. anymore, I find they're going from one to the other and they're getting heart, they're heartbroken. And they come to us, they're like, what do I do? How do I find my person? I don't know because I don't have the answer for that because right. of the new rules that we're in. We dated. I went and I picked him up at a club. We started dating. Right. Today is like you swipe right, swipe left. But this could be this, trying to figure it out. This could be kind of a little bit of a blessing in disguise because you'll have conversations online before you meet them. So then you in your head, painted a picture of what that person is like. And if you like what you've been hearing, when you first meet them, you want things to be good. Mm -hmm. If they come in and they're they're not exactly looking exactly the way they did in their pictures, but you might sit there and say, well, you know what? Their conversation is really good. I'm going to, I'm going to still go along as opposed to if you just saw their picture and you ended up in front of them and be like, "Mm, they're not exactly the same. I've, I've written this off already. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. That's a total pro. Cause you're like, in that point, it's like, you're a little bit more invested, you know, yeah. you're like, no, I took, you know, they might not be exactly what they look like, but you know, we had a really nice conversation. So we get, yeah, there are so many strong pros, but we always hear the negative, you yeah. know? So I'm like, no, like it can be a good option for yeah. people. Well, tell us some of the positive, out, you know, positive outlooks on, on, on the dating online. Yeah, I I love it. Um, You know, why I like it is it has people like really expressing what they want. 
because, you know, you say in the little thing, like what I'm looking for. And so often people are like, I'm scared. I don't want to look like, you know, like this or this, if I put this, you know, so it has them really having the ability to speak what they want and putting their needs out there, which is badass. Cause sometimes we're so like, I want a partnership, but it's okay. If I don't get it, I'm like, no, this gives you an opportunity or like, I don't want that. Like it gives you an opportunity to speak your truth and to put it out there. And then also it, it gets you like, you don't even have to go on the dates. It gets you a vibing, like talking with people and seeing what you like. And I just feel like it's a great, especially for the dating for growth thing. It's like a great opportunity. It's like literally a free tool in your pocket, at least, you know, in my, cause I'm like, oh, you get to talk to all these people you get to see. And so many people, sometimes I also say to my clients, like go on a zoom date. If you don't feel comfortable, like going on a, like, just that's, you want to practice. A great, that's a great idea because I, I get a, a lot of complaints from, from people saying, the photo that I saw online is nothing like what I saw in person. Yeah, these filters and all this craziness that these days that people are actually putting those filter photos on the dating site. But when yep. you see them, they yeah. do not look nothing like the filter. They're like <laughs> both, both, both sides. But if the zoom is there, yeah, yeah. you see them in real life in Zoom. Yes, I filter in Zoom is there? I have no idea. And I don't think so. We do Zoom. No, all, I don't think there is. So yeah. you'll see them in real life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're like, oh my gosh. Um, but I love it. But why I like it too is it's you see the person, but you also see like how they interact. Because someone could be like the smoothest texter in the world and then be like hella awkward, even on Zoom. And you're like, okay, like that saved me. Or they could be like the bet, you know, like you could get, you know, the deal. You can get a vibe for someone right. pretty quick. And right. then you feel safe. You know, obviously you still don't want to go to a restaurant in a dark alley, you know, you still would want to be around people and tell people where you're going, but it's a, I feel like it's a nice little pre wreck thing that you can do. I think a lot of our listeners are, you know, they've been separated for a long time or divorced and now trying to get back into this game. Yeah. What would be, what would be a good thing for them to, I mean, they got a lot, they come with probably a lot of baggage, kids an ex, all that kind of stuff. What, what could you, what, what, what do you come across the most with the, yeah. let's say your clientele that, that is in that situation? Yeah. You know, it's funny. It's a simple thing, but I, I really want them to then date from a place of pleasure. Cause you know, it's like after a traumatic event, you're like, Oh my God, I just ended a relationship. Um, the last thing I want to do is date. Cause we have so many stories like dating is horrible. And it's like, you're going to meet weirdos. And you know, like there's so much like, ah, scary stories, So I want them to date from a place of like, I'm going to enjoy this no matter what. Like, I'm going to have fun. Like, I want them to feel empowered in their dating versus like, this sucks, you know, because so. It's the opposite of dating from the, uh, like like you said earlier, dating from the growth. Now they've already been there. They've already been divorced and they have their kids. Now they're looking to a pleasure. That's a really good, good way of putting it. So when you're young. Look for substance when you're older. Get some. <laughs> I'm obsessed. <laughs> that is so good. This is why I kept him for 25 years. I get it. He's very hilarious. <laughs> That's amazing. But even dating for pleasure of like joy, you know, like for your, like, you know, again, we go into it with these stories like, oh, that sucks. You're divorced. Now you have to, and it's like feels like this daunting world that you have to enter but what if you're like i'm gonna make this fun like this is my one day a week that i don't have the kids or whatever like i'm gonna make this fun even if this person sucks like i'm gonna really enjoy my food i'm gonna try to have a good time like i'm gonna listen to the music you know what i mean like how can you take your power back and enjoy the moment versus like 
oh, it was a bad date. That means my whole fucking week is wrecked. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but I love that. I love that. I mean, divorce is, we, we always try to eliminate divorce in our show, but divorce is not bad in some cases. No. If you're unhappy, if you're miserable, if your family is legit falling apart, then if the divorce is the answer, fucking do it and enjoy yes. your life because we're only here for a short period of time. Enjoy every moment you have in your life. So I know a lot of people say to us, oh, you know, you're against divorce. Yes, we are if it's not necessary. Okay. Right. And see a lot of people throw in the towel too quick, too fast, too early. Thinking the grass without, is greener on the other side. Right. Get yep. the other, same without doing the Totally. Work. I always say marriage, relationship, it's not just about love. It's about patience. It's about, it's about respect. It's about loyalty, commitment, communication. All of these things you have to put in before you decide to divorce. If you put all this effort into your relationship and there's no way out, it's the only way is to get divorced, then yes, I say do it because you've worked your butt off to make it work and it didn't work, then you got to make yourself happy. So right. I love that, that you said it's for pleasure now. Second, second part of your life, go find pleasure and enjoy your life because we're only here for a little bit. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, I love, I love what you're preaching. Cause so often people, you know, we're not taught that we have to put in work. It's that fairy tale story of like, yeah. it should just be perfect. And it's like, Ooh, that's like not something right to do. Like it is work. It's a relationship. Like we're consi- you know, you want to continuously work on yourself and also the person that you see every day and you communicate with every day. So I think there's like a, a societal story that we say, you know, that's like, it just should be rainbows and butterflies. So when right. we feel like it's not rainbows and butterflies, we're like, well, this is fucked. And it's like, that's not true. Yeah, it's going to yeah. be work. Like you guys said, like every three years we do something fun. Like you guys are putting in the work and that's why, you know, you have sustainability. And like you said, if something's a toxic, horrible situation, you get out. Yeah. But I think I love that you highlighted that. Like it does take work. hundred percent takes work. I mean, it's taken us 25 years of extremely working on it to get it to where it is. I mean, to me, it's the most important thing in my life. Having been in a great relationship with my husband, with my children, it's the it's the essence of living for me. Right. So what am I going to do? I'm not just going to let it be and put it on the side. No, no, no. This is my life. I'm going to work on this first and foremost. There's no amount of money in the world that will bring me happiness the way my family does. So right. that's my mission in life. So it, it all depends on what people want in life. But I do believe if you don't have a good relationship, you don't have anything good in life. Everything in life falls off behind your relationship with your partner, with your children, with your family. But that's yeah, yeah. And so often it's so funny because people and they're like, "What do you work on?" And it's funny because people come into the room or the Zoom room, and it's like we start with relationships, but we know the deal. Like, not everything is you know, parsed out. Everything bleeds into one of one. You know, like like you're saying, like if your relationship is not feeling good, like that is going to affect your mental health. And that might affect how you, you know, are eating or treating your money. Like this all bleeds into one another. Mm-hmm. So I, th- I love what you're saying. Like if something's off there, it's like anywhere, all this, nothing is, it's all connected is what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. Like it's all connected and it all needs, you know, love and attention. So I'm so glad that you guys are, that's your mission to like bring that piece. Cause that's like a piece that we were, we're like money, money, you know, fitness, this, which is great. I'm like, yes, all those things. So I'm so glad you guys are creating this space because that needs just as much love and attention. Mm-hmm. Yes, it does. Yeah. No, I mean, we, we, we've done many things. We both do real estate in a, in a, as a career. So, I mean, if we wanted to go out there and chase, 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 chase money, we would do that. But we yep. prefer to do what we're doing to make a good living so that we can have the fun that we want and live the life that we want. You know what I mean? So yeah. 
I think balancing every little thing, if you're putting all your effort into one thing, then other things will kind of suffer a little bit. Yep. Well, it's, it's, it's a perfect example. We did chase, we, we built our business for the past 16 yeah. years. For the first 10 years, Erica, we chased that career, that money. Yes. <laughs> we had a nanny living at home raising our children. I came home every day feeling guilty that my children were raised by somebody else and not me. You know, right. it, it, I was not fulfilled. I was unhappy. So all that money that came into our life, I was like, is this really what I want? No, I want to be able to be with my husband, with my children when I want to, not have to struggle, not being able to, um, uh, uh, what is that called? Uh, there's a word I want to say, uh, connected with my children, you know, not yeah. bond with them because they're bonding with another person who is raising them pretty much all day they're at school and they come home with, their, with a nanny. I come home for half an hour and they go to bed. That's not a life. I didn't want that. So for us, there's no amount of money that will bring the love that we have in our family. So I want everybody to feel that because it is so important to, to have that in a relationship because you can't do anything without it really. Yeah. It's so true. I'm like, you guys are beautiful. I love your mission. (laughs) I'm like, Oh my God, I love it. (laughs) I love your mission for for trying to, you know, help people out there and figure out their life and their love and everything about it. So why don't you tell our audience, what do you do? What, where I can find you? And how you can help them. Yeah. So I love to give free resources to people because I know this topic could be very triggering. You know, they're like, what do I do with this? What does this mean? So I have a few um, free options. We talked about the Welcome to the Weeder Life podcast. That's everywhere. Apple, Spotify, all the places. I also have a free book. Um, It's From Perfectionist to Pleasure Expert. LOL. We love the pleasure. So we got to get that. It's a free ebook. Um, And I Yes, that's on my website, which is www.wethelight.org. And the last thing is, again, this is a a sensitive topic and people, you know, want to be held and they feel, oh, so what I do is I, every month I open up a limited amount of spots. That's a totally free consultation. And I hold people through this. Like, what do you want to talk about? Like relationship, love, dating, sexuality. And we have a free session, literally no strings attached. You know, they get tools, they get tips. And then if we're a match to work together, God bless, I'm thrilled. If they're not, God bless, I'm thrilled. You know what I mean? Like it's just, yeah, it's an opportunity for people to feel, feel, you know, heard and seen in this space. Cause again, like we said, like this is not, you know, the normal conversation. So I want them to feel, um, feel, oh my God, what? I want them to feel seen and heard. My brain is not here today. Um, so with that being said, that's also on the website, uh, org. So yeah, all the free goodies. I have tons of stuff on there. I want people to feel held in this cause this is a new conversation we're having. So I like people love to have it. free goodies. I love it. Well, I'm going to send you all of my people that are trying to get to that, you know, that that part of their life because we can't answer those questions. You're a lot more qualified for sure. And the fact that they are free, that's that's even oh, better. <laughs> yeah, I know. We, I'm like, I love a good, love a free session, love a free book, love a free podcast. So that's why I, I want this to be accessible to everyone. Ever, like you said, everyone deserves you know this type of love and compassion for themselves and from others. So I'm all about it. Absolutely. Perfect. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you. For being on the show you're amazing and uh we'll have you again again you know sooner than later <laughs> yes thank you you guys are the best <laughs>episode of the podcast please hit subscribe and give us a five-star rating on whichever platform you're tuning in from it means the world to us to have your support on our show in this little mini way <laughs> you can also stalk us on instagram and head over heels show for more juicy stuff 
If you have any questions, send them via email at us at hohshow.com or DM us on socials. Thank you for having us between your ears. And as always, we, we wish, wish you what, you we, what have. we have.